Central Ohio is a hub of businesses, nonprofit, and social enterprise organizations, large and small, all connected by the experiences we share and the stories we tell. Your BBB is excited to showcase businesses who are working every day to build trust and support our communities. BBB SparkCast is where we will learn from these local entrepreneurs firsthand. Hello listeners and thank you for joining us for this episode of BBB SparkCast. My name is Jessica and I'm the Communications Manager with Your BBB and I'm excited to be here today with Scott Arnold. Scott has been the Executive Director for, of Central Ohio Youth for Christ since 1997. He served on many national and local boards and Central Ohio Youth for Christ was actually one of our Torch Award recipients. Glad to have you with us today, Scott. Thank How are you. you doing? Good, good. good. Thanks for having me. Of course. So could you just tell our listeners a little bit about um, Youth for Christ and kind of what you guys do um, and how you're structured a little bit? Sure. So Central Ohio Youth for Christ was founded here in the Columbus area in 1981. We're actually the local chapter of a, a national and international ministry named Youth for Christ founded in 1944. So um, we are a Christian ministry. Uh, our first full-time worker was Billy Graham. So that kind of puts us on the spectrum of, you know, who are you? Sure. Um, and so locally uh, and nationally, really, we focus on 11 to 19 year old youth. Locally, we really have a, a focus and a specialization on at-risk youth. Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, we approach the services that we offer with kind of a holistic approach. So we have uh, faith-based programming. We have what we call faith-neutral programming. We're concerned about things like we are concerned about a kid's faith, but how healthy their relationships are with each other and with, with adults and peers. Uh, we're concerned about their economic well-being, both their ability to get a job, hold a job, manage money. We're concerned about their educational development so that you know, they, can, uh, they can progress into a career of some sort, basic health and safety. So these are some of the kind of programs that we will program around in order to really take the, the kids that we serve uh, usually have zero interest in faith or a church or in, and are oftentimes really in a difficult life, life circumstance. And so mm -hmm. we seek them out and try to find ways to serve them and help them get into a, uh, a successful life career and, uh, and path. So that's a, that's a big overview. And then through the years, we've specialized into uh, some of the spaces we serve in. So uh, you would find us serving in urban neighborhoods like Franklinton on the west side of Columbus mm -hmm. and we have another uh, city life is what we call that work. We have a city life expression on the east side. We serve teen parents, um, which I say teen parents, it's mostly teen moms. Uh, it's the mom that usually is the faithful one that raises the kids and dads, I, I hate to say it, I'm, I'm kind of speaking ill of my own gender, but <laughs> you know, they tend to split. So it's mostly a teen moms program. Um, we serve uh, in juvenile justice ministry at the detention facilities, both here in Franklin County, uh, uh, and there's two or three other facilities in the Central Ohio area, and we're in all of those. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, most recently, we've added our Grace Haven work, which is an organization that was launched, gosh, uh, almost 10 years ago now, uh, by some people. I knew the board chair, uh, the founding board chair, and some some of our former board members were joining their board and so we were kind of closely attached to them, really believed in the work that they launched, which was to focus on human trafficking survivors that were in the teenager window. And so uh, through the years we've been uh, kind of partnered with them, sister organization, and they, they got into some rough air organizationally uh, and basically we're reaching a place where they might have to close their doors. 
And because we were bigger, had more infrastructure and capacity, we felt like, uh, and they did too, that merging those two entities to keep that mission going mm -hmm. made a lot of sense. So, yeah. so we took Gracehaven in, gosh, it's been five years now uh, ago, and, uh, and have been really uh, excited to see that organization begin to flourish and really serve a lot of needy young people, again, mostly young uh, ladies who have been through some pretty horrific things. So, mm -hmm. so we serve in a lot of those kind of spaces. Maybe the last thing to know about us is we do have, we do a little bit of an entrepreneurial venture here and there. We, we do have a um, counseling center called Wellspring Counseling. It's an LLC that we own. And Wellspring serves both uh, youth and family. Part of the goal is they would support our mission by uh, providing really high quality uh, counseling for adolescents, which is a little bit of a specialization. And that's, of course, who we work with. But they also provide marriage and family. So that's, that's a focus that we have there. And we also have gotten a little bit into some social enterprising. So we, uh, we have a, uh, a promotional company that sells a whole uh, line of, of promotional and business products uh, that we then employ kids to do some of the work. And so we get kids into the workforce. They don't stay with us long. They come in and work for a year or so. And then our goal is to push them out mm -hmm. into the workforce and get another kid that hasn't had a job before and get them into the workforce. So. Um, and then we have a, uh, our auto program where we take donated cars and we work on them. Kids help work on them, fix them up and resell them and it kind of helps pay for that program. So, so we do a, a lot of different things but it's really all around helping young people, 11 to 19 year old, with a focus on kids in tough spaces. So um, for Gracehaven a few years ago, I guess it was just two years ago now, mm -hmm. um, our CEO, Kip Morris, participated in a fundraiser um, where we, he, we got, to, well, we felt like we were throwing him over there at the edge, but he rappelled down the side of a building in downtown Columbus, yep. um, and it was one of those, we, our staff raised money, our board members raised money, everybody wanted to see Kip fly off the side of a building. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think it would be great if we could maybe kind of dig into, because you have all these different pieces and parts, it's a mm -hmm. lot of moving um, you know, wheels. Sure. And I think a lot of times people feel very overwhelmed in terms of um, thinking about how they, how they can plan a fundraiser when they have so many other things going on to sure. focus on, you know, just kind of the day-to-day -day mm. stuff. Sure. Um, so could you tell us just a little bit about maybe how that fundraiser got started, where the idea mm -hmm. came from, and, um, you know, maybe give us some insight on that? Sure. Well, uh, first I'll comment that uh, it was fun to see Kip uh, go over the edge. And, <laughs> it was very uh, fun. I've spoken with him since, and I'm, I've been assured by him that will never happen again. <laughs> he was no worse for the wear. He, <laughs> no, he was wasn't. fine. <laughs> yeah, we laugh about that. He's, yeah. he, Kip's a good guy. So, um, so you know, it, it's an interesting question, and it's a complex one in some ways, and it's simple in others. Uh, ultimately, where the idea came from was someone on our team. So most of my best ideas that I get credit for really weren't my ideas at all. They were someone else's. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this case, it was our development director, Vicki, who had run across an organization that, uh, that did this kind of thing. Of course, when you're talking about repelling down a 30-story building, we at Youth for Christ do not have or possess the expertise on how to make sure that you don't fall off. Right. right. So, so I would That's never an undertaking. Yes, I would never consider such a thing without a partnership with someone who was an expert in that space, sure. which they are. So this is something that we have done a partnership with uh, this other organization, and um, and they really do all the back office pieces of this. Uh, so on the on the technical side, helping us make sure people are safe and have a good experience. On the other side of the, uh, the, the fundraising event, um, uh, what word do I want to use? Uh, 
the, the whole activity of launching and, and putting together a successful event. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I like to, th to hear from people is not what their greatest successes are, but actually where do they shoot themselves in the foot? Because that's where you usually learn the sure, most. Sure. When I started out uh, leading Youth for Christ and, and as we brought Grace Haven into the fold, you know, the, uh, the reality is that I think when you're young and developing as a leader in a nonprofit, you think about fundraising events as it's all about raising money for, you know, what we do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think fundamentally that's a mistake. I think fundraisers aren't about money. Fundraisers do raise money. If you, if you run an, a fundraiser that doesn't raise money, you're doing something wrong, right? But, but ultimately, whether they're big or small, what they're really about is connecting people with your mission. It really is all about the mission. It's not about the money. It's about finding people. And, and so th uh, an event just creates a stir of doing something unique or fun or different to draw people in that might never have connected to who you are, but hear about something you do and say, wow, we'd like to try that, whether that's a golf tournament, whether that's uh, an event like this. Mm -hmm. uh, we've moved away from golf tournaments because so many of them are out there that it has become kind of a, of a tired venue. Um, but with the... Uh, with the Over the Edge, it was a unique event. It would certainly draw a new uh, kind of person out. Not everybody wants to do something like that, sure. but there's a, there's a certain segment of our community that would love that opportunity. Uh, but but the, the event itself is merely the opportunity to get to know people, to connect them with our mission. Some people look at our mission, they're like, yeah, I was just out for the fun event and thanks, and, and that's okay. Uh, we, we love having them. But at the end of the day, there's some people that come and say, you know, I came because I heard about this crazy repelling event, but I discovered that you serve traffic teenagers. Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of helping traffic teenagers. I, I agree with you. This is not something that should happen in our community. And if it does, somebody should be there to help those young people. How do I get more involved? Whether that's time, money, uh, but the, our... Our organization has grown not because we got a bunch of cash at an event. Our organization has grown the most because we look at events as an opportunity to communicate our mission and to draw people in and find people that share our passion for that mission and let them navigate to how and where they can best uh, help us with Absolutely. that mission. So, yeah. so I think that's the secret. Rather, than, I, I have had fundraising events of five people that have done more than fundraising events of 100. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's not about size. It's really about... Um, like I said, connecting people to your mission and finding people through those events that want to get involved. And surprisingly, uh, sometimes of the smallest events, you know, a board member invites three people over to dinner party at their house, which is a real example uh, in our organization uh, and produced some of the largest uh, uh, helpers when we went to build our urban ministry facility. Those, those people were the ones that really helped carry the water up the hill. Uh, and it came from a very small event sponsored at our board member's house. So, mm -hmm. so that's, it, again, it's a, it's a simple answer and it's a complicated one. There's a lot that goes into doing a good event. Maybe the last thing I'll add is I really have a passion if we're going to do an event that it's quality. It's more important to me that it's quality uh, and that people who come have a good experience and they get, they get a good understanding of what we do. Those are the things that are really important to me. Uh, I, don't, I prefer not to lose money at events, but, sure. it, it but it really isn't about the money. It's right. about connecting to people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I, I I think that's a great point. You know, it's all about the relationships that you're building, and you know the the, the investment in your mission. Um, so for someone who maybe doesn't have, um, you know, it's just kind of on the ground level, doesn't really know where which direction to go. Are there any resources that you utilize or have utilized or know of? 
that you would suggest, um, you know, maybe it's a, a networking group or, um, you know, is there anything like that that you, that you have found to be beneficial in terms of connecting um, with a partner, perhaps? Um, it's a great question, and the answer is no, uh, <laughs> except the internet and Google. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, it. it uh, I, there's there's a lot of third party organizations that help with fundraising events, um, but it really does kind of come down to knowing what kind of event you want to do, and, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's there is a lot of searching around. You know, there's some events that that have been connected to us through the years that just didn't seem a fit for who we were as as leaders and the the kind of uh, community that we had. I'll give you a couple uh, examples of that real quick of what not to do. <laughs> I've shot my foot off more than that. Okay, sometimes this <laughs> so, knowing where not to right, start is uh, the best. Looking for events that uh, that bring in whether they bring in a lot of money or not, or a lot of people or not, that don't give you the opportunity to connect with people and draw them into your mission. Mm -hmm. um, so that it's like a, a very impersonal kind of event where people come in mass and leave in mass and there's no opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I kind of stay away from those kind of events. Um, and events that, um, again, press people for money, arm twist, put people in a spot where like if you don't give then you know, it's kind of awkward. Boy, I hate that. I don't ever want to be putting someone in that kind of a place. Sure. Uh, so I try to stay away from that. And there are events out there that are they're designed to raise a lot of money, but they're designed uh, from the ground up to kind of manipulate people, put them on the spot, and get them to give. Mm -hmm. And we just, I'm really allergic to that. So, um, but then thinking about something that is a fit for your organization that your leaders would enjoy doing, that people in your organization are passionate about, or people in your community are passionate about, um, it could be a racetrack event, it could be a dinner party, it could be a, you know, the, the whole silent auction piece. Mm -hmm. There's lots of things that are out there. Uh, but like I said, it really has more to do with the people that you're working with, what they like to do, and, um, and making it a really great thing sure. people like coming to. Yeah. So. And thinking outside the box maybe and not necessarily saying, well, you know, because we're, we're this type of organization, but, you know, doesn't mean you can't throw somebody off the side of a building. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's a little far cry from the actual mission <laughs> of right. Grace Haven. But. You know, everybody was safe. They all made it safely to the ground, right? Sure, they did. So, you know, if, let's just talk about, um, you know, how somebody can maybe get involved in terms of, um, you know, their time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if somebody's looking to, you know, support your organization, especially at this time of year, mm -hmm. um, or, you know, any time of year, really, which, you know, I think, this time of year is always in the forefront of people's minds, but there's a need all year long for you know time, talent, and treasure. So, sure, um, you know, how can people kind of get invested? Uh, just go to our website. Uh, there's a couple ways you can learn more about us because sometimes you know jumping into being a volunteer or whatever might even be a big first step. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to our website, which is www.coyfc.org, which is the initials of Central Ohio Youth for Christ, um, you will see that we have one-hour tours. And it's, it's both a physical and a virtual tour. So we, we usually host these in places where we can show off a facility where we serve kids. But what we really do is talk them through what we do, mm -hmm. introduce them to a couple of our kids so they can meet some kids that have been impacted by the work we do and uh, tell the story of, of our organization. We, we're pretty good at keeping it to one hour. So it's a pretty crisp get in and here and leave. We don't ask for money. There's no, there's no uh, dime that gets dropped on the on the back end of that. It gives people a sense of what we do, and so you can sign up. It's no charge. Sign up for those on our website. 
if you're really sure, hey, I really do want to volunteer, um, there's also a space on our website where you can connect and uh, sign up to volunteer and our volunteer people will follow up with you. Uh, or you can call our phone number, 614-848-487L, and uh, we'd be happy to connect that person uh, to our, our volunteer team. So, uh, but probably the website's the easiest, most efficient way to do that. So y you are, you know, I think you guys have been around for a little while. You're, you know, you're a little bit established. You have kind of hit your stride. You've got, you know, a couple different entities under your umbrella. Um, is there any advice that you would impart on someone who maybe is, you know, starting a, their own nonprofit organization or, um, you know, is a very, is just getting in on the ground level and, um, you know, maybe is the two-person team, mm -hmm. um, you know, are there any pearls of wisdom that just in general that you would impart on them? Well, yeah, there's a couple thoughts. Um, one is that um, when you're in a small, young nonprofit, uh, money can be very hard to come by. It's, it's difficult. And um, the, the temptation, the danger, especially if, you're, uh, if you've never done this before, is to see people through the grid of what they can give. Uh, and so you, you seek out board members for how much money they can contribute, or you seek out um, people primarily viewing them as, and, and this, this, is a, this is an unfortunate reality that oftentimes uh, nonprofit leaders can view people as ATMs. It's about getting your money because we're desperate for it. We really are passionate about our mission and we need your money. And uh, it's, it's way better to slow down, uh, even slow the growth of your mission and build relationships with people who care about your mission. And it takes work and it takes time to find those people. But when you do and they get attached to your mission, they'll stay longer, they'll be more invested. It won't be about their money, it'll be about their passion for the mission. And they'll give time and money and whatever based on their ability and build a long-term team of people that are champions for your cause, as opposed to a revolving door of short-term people that come and go because you asked them at the right moment they felt like they should, but they really weren't all that committed. Mm -hmm. So it's a little slower developing process, but it builds the foundation upon which your mission can really flourish over the long haul. So Great. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you. All great advice. And thank you for your insight. Yeah. Um, and thank you for joining us today. Sure. On absolutely. This, it's a our BBB Sparkcast. Um, listeners, you can find out more about Central Ohio Youth for Christ and Grace Haven by visiting their website, theoyfc.org and gracehaven.me, and by following them on social media. Be sure to subscribe to BBB Sparkcast so you don't miss out on the conversation. And if there's a topic that you'd like to hear about, feel free to email us at podcast at centralohio.bbb.org. We look forward to you joining us next time.